Thank you for joining us for the Friday edition of Main Thing Radio with Pastor Robert Fountain and his wife, Elizabeth. Today, Robert and Elizabeth will continue tackling life issues from a married perspective. His love is the main thing. His love is the main thing. So we mix it up, mix it up. His love is the main thing. His love is the main thing. It doesn't negate the fact that underneath there's a God-given desire and the suggestion we have tonight is that if what Jesus himself asks twice is what do you want me to do for you like if you give him access to that if you take it out of hiding and into the light that in itself is a purifying don't pretend it's not there don't pretend it's not there he knows it's there and if you keep it in the darkness it will usually shame and condemnation will attach itself to it and something that could have been fine all of a sudden doesn't look that way to you because the enemy works so well in darkness in today's message elizabeth suggests that we bring all our desires to christ oftentimes we begin to try to hide our wants and longings because we think that they're unpure or not holy enough but in bringing them to god they have a chance to be redeemed and made holy through his power and mercy now here's pastor robert and elizabeth with part two of their message jesus and desire So Jesus said to them, you will indeed drink the cup that I drink. And with the baptism I'm baptized with, you will be baptized. But to sit on my right hand and on my left is not mine to give, but it's for those for whom it is prepared. And that's a lot of times when people talk about this story that they end it. It's not mine to give and, you know, but it doesn't end there. I mean, the thing that so fascinates us when we look at the scriptures, it doesn't end there because he actually... They already, just for asking that request, they already begin to see why it wasn't good. And he shows them now what you really want. You want honor, you want glory, you want to be great, to sit in my left and my right hand. I'm going to show you a way to get there that's different from what you thought. So in verses 41 through 45, we see that when they ten heard it, then they began to be greatly displeased with James and John. And that's a lot of times what happens when we ask for things that we want things in the flesh, it causes division or isolation. But Jesus called them to himself and said to them, you know that those who are considered rulers over the Gentiles lord it over them, and their great ones, you want to be great, their great ones exercise authority over them, yet it shall not be so amongst you, but whoever, and here's the key word, whoever desires to become great among you shall be your servant, and whoever of you desires to be first shall be slave of all. For even the Son of Man did not come to be served, but to serve, and to give his life as a ransom for many. Here's the thing that struck us when we were talking about this. Like, he didn't say, whoever desires to be great should be humble. He doesn't say, whoever desires to be great, it's a wrong desire. He doesn't say that. He says, if you want to be great, I'll show you how. In a way that doesn't make others displeased with you. In a way that's my way. Whatever we really desire, we can achieve almost any of it in the flesh or in the spirit, almost any desire can be in its raw form. You can pursue it either way. 
And that's why I think he wants us to look at, so what is it? What is it you want? Yeah, look, I think, a, you know, a, a real key to understanding this whole thing and what we want to convey tonight is in, you know, his statement to them, you don't know what you're asking. Most of the time, we don't know what we're at. We think we do. We think we know what it is we want. We think we know, you know, what our goal is. We think we know what we need. We think we know what will make us happy. We think we know how to, how to get there. You know, all these things. We think we have it figured out, but in reality we're wrong. And the desires that we have, that sometimes we, we think he wants to crush them or he wants to take them away. No, he wants to consecrate them because what we think would work out well won't work out well. And, you know, our, most of the time our perspective is just a little bit distorted, you know, like when you pray for patience. You know, we laugh about it, right? But we know how that works out. It's like, okay, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to help you with that. But it's not going to be in the way you want to, you know, like a magic bullet kind of a thing, a magic pill to take, and all of a sudden you're more patient. Well, no, you, what you end up with is some circumstances that require patience and, you know, grace to do the same thing with faith. You, you know, I want, I want a great faith. And so he puts you in positions where you have to exercise faith. It's like, this is too big. This is too crazy. This is not, never going to work out you know, unless God steps in and he brings you right up in, until the very, you know, sometimes it seems like past the very last second and then he acts, you know, then he, he moves and you see him come through and, and your faith is built. Many times, you know, James, James and John, what they were asking for was maybe we could say a slightly perverted version of a desire that I believe God had put in their hearts. And that's the important thing you know, to recognize is that many times God puts desires in our hearts that they're good desires. You know, they're pure, they're holy, they're, they're okay. But then they get twisted because we're messed up, right? Because we're broken, we're human. And so, you know, our flesh gets in the way and the desire gets a little bit twisted and he, you know, he goes to work in that to turn it right side up again. And that's kind of what we're talking about. It's not, you know, the, the old expression, don't throw out the baby with the bathwater. Well, many times it's not that we need to completely do away with, with the desire. You know, for decades and decades and, I don't centuries, the church really kind of taught that sex is evil. Well, that's not biblical. Do you understand what I'm driving at? The desire, it's, it's God-given. The whole thing was God's idea. The church bought into the, the, you know, kind of bought into the idea that the devil dreamed it up, and that's all his area, you know? Well, but that's a lie. Pleasure is God's idea, not the enemy's. And it's his plan for pleasure that will bring the most pleasure into a human life. So, anyway... Rabbit trail. Kind of. <laughs> no, exactly. I mean, the point is that very probably never do we have a completely pure desire as long as we are in this body. So if we either think we do, we're definitely wise to take it into the light. And if we think we don't, I mean, a lot of times we are scared of our own desires because we know that they're probably not 100% pure, like in the light of Jesus. And that's the whole point of this. Like, we firmly believe that under any 
God gives the desires, like Robert said, so if they're twisted, it's just because the enemy corrupted something that has an original. And so the fact that, that there may be lust intertwined in the desire for love, or there may be greed intertwined, in, in, it doesn't negate the fact that underneath there's a God-given desire. And the suggestion we have tonight is that if what Jesus himself asks twice is, what do you want me to do for you? Like if you give him access to that, if you take it out of hiding and into the light, that in itself is a purifying... Don't pretend it's not there. Don't pretend it's not there. He knows it's there. And if you keep it in the darkness, it will usually shame and condemnation will attach itself to it. And something that could have been fine all of a sudden doesn't look that way to you because the enemy works so well in darkness. And so whatever the desire is, it, we always like recommend you bring it into the light with God, but also with an accountability partner, because it's when you verbalize this and go back and forth that you disarm the enemy's way of working in it, so that he can't tell you things about it that God is like, that's not even true. Or somebody asks you, and, and it comes down from this nebulous, big monster thing down to something you can actually just deal with. In Psalm 36, verse 9, God, you know, the psalmist says, for with you is the fountain of life, and in your light we see light. Everything becomes illuminated when we bring it into, into the light with God. And even if it isn't, I mean, whatever it is, it still begins to purify the minute it comes into the light. You know, it's interesting that, that these two brothers, James and John, who engaged Jesus, you know, they put it out there, we want to be like the two most special people in your kingdom. That's basically what they were, they were asking for. And they became his closest friends. You know, they were the ones that he kept closest. They were the inner circle, you know, Peter, James, and John. You know, you always, you know, see them, you know, alone with, with the Lord in one context or another. Now, Gail Irwin suggests it's because they needed the most special attention. You know, <laughs> they were the, the knuckleheads, and so he kept them close by, kind of like a teacher will keep the you know, the one that's always causing trouble, you sit next to me, kind of a thing. And which is, it's, it's a good possibility because they, they seem to have been the ones he rebuked the most. He was always saying something to them. But the beautiful thing about it, when you look at it, they took the risk to just say what was on their minds, to be real. One of the things that I think is probably I don't know, it's done a great deal of harm, in my opinion, in, in the American church, and not just the American church, because I've seen it in every country I've ever been to. There's a tendency to put on our Sunday best. Thanks for joining us for this special Friday edition of Main Thing Radio with Pastor Robert Fountain and his wife, Elizabeth. Each Friday here on Main Thing Radio, Pastor Robert and Elizabeth will be tackling various issues that we face as Christians from a husband and wife perspective. Be sure to join us each Friday for these insightful messages from Pastor Robert and Elizabeth. For more information about Main Thing Radio, Pastor Robert, Elizabeth, and Calvary Chapel, Miami Beach, log on to MainThingRadio.com. That's MainThingRadio.com. At our website, you'll find today's broadcast for you to listen to or download. We also encourage you to prayerfully consider financially supporting Main Thing Radio. With a gift of any amount, we will send you an MP3 CD of the current series Pastor Robert is teaching through here on Main Thing Radio. A secure option for you to give has been provided via PayPal. That's all available at MainThingRadio.com. 
We'd also like to encourage you to follow us on Twitter. A link to subscribe to our Twitter feed is available on MainThingRadio.com. Again, thanks so much for joining us today. Remember to join us on Monday as Pastor Robert will continue teaching verse by verse through the Word of God. That's next time on Main Thing Radio.